forever. Dog. He was crazy about Jenny. Crazy enough to kill her. This week on the podcast, Carol Ellis's My Secret Admirer. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast about YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about My Secret Admirer by Carol Ellis. And we are, do we want to say? Yeah. Are we gonna admit? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Let's let them in on the process. This is the second time we are talking about this because we just talked about it for about 40 to 45 minutes. But I did not. I not okay. Here's a hit thing. record. <laughs> I thought I'd hit record. Turns out I did not. We're all in a crazy headspace right now. I feel crazy. And if I hadn't minimized the window on my computer, I would have noticed earlier. So I, I don't want to put this all on you. Listen, I fucked up and that's okay. Um, I am very grateful that you are so easygoing. Um, because I get mad about something you can't control. People do, man. People do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I fucked up and I did it. people fuck. And here's the thing. Actually, our episode that we I did. I didn't want you to do a podcast with me. Oh, you're a good person. The thing is, the episode that we recorded was pretty good. I'm sad that it's gone. <laughs> me too. I think it was pretty good. <laughs> we talked about a lot of interesting things. We talked about attractive men who can also play sleaze balls. <laughs> yeah. We talked about Dangerous Liaisons, the movie. Uh-huh. We talked about um, ways that we think the book could have been structured better. I think we can go back to that. For sure. I think I mean, we so can repeat things we said about the book. For sure. For sure. All right. You want me to read the back? Yeah. Get things started? I do. All right. Oh, I f- <laughs> you know what? It's still funny that it starts out with he had said. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad. Yeah. He had said. He had he had completed finished saying. <laughs> I'll be keeping my eye on you. Jenny is new in town with her parents away. She's all alone in an isolated house. I forgot how isolated her house is. It's like up on a hill or something. Yeah, it's like down a long road and basically like the cliffs are her backyard. But she's afraid of the cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, with her parents away, she's all alone in an isolated house. The looming mountains frighten her. The days are hot and stifling. But she already has a secret admirer who courts her with sweet messages and flowers. Jenny also has an enemy. Someone leaves a dead rattlesnake at her door. I think also, I mean, good to not give it away, but like it is a decapitated rattlesnake, just FYI. Um, Which is gross in a different way. It's not dangerous, but it is really disgusting. It's like so threatening. Um, It's like, this is going to be you. could be you if you don't shut up about that cliff, Jenny. Like I'm a snake? Or like, like, because I'm like a snake? You're like, oh, I should have sent a rat because you're going to rat me out. I'm like a Uh, snake, though? No, I guess I'm like a snake if I'm being So you're, oh, but you're going to be dead if I tell anyone? I mean, I'll certainly be embroiled in a police investigation, which like. So you're threatening me by saying like, there's. 
Yeah. So like, oh, there's going to be like, an investigation. I won't get into Harvard necessarily. And that is a, a huge motivation for this character. Um, yeah. It's basic. It's winners. Oh my winners. God. It's winners. Except- I, I thought that when I was reading it and I didn't even think to say that in our um, practice episode. First episode? <laughs> it's like winners if like there was confusing sexiness because we'll talk about that shortly let me finish reading this thing but we'll talk about the potential sexiness of dean the killer mm-hmm. or not killer he's like he let someone fall he, he's like not a good samaritan let's say that <laughs> <laughs> he yeah he is not he's the opposite of an innocent bystander he is a guilty bystander he's a guilty yeah guilty observer he's a naughty little bystander he's he's like a dirty little naughty little bystander okay um a sinister black motorcycle chases her down a deserted road also we learn that he can ride motorcycles um does jenny know too much about the mysterious accident on the cliffs jenny has no one to turn to except her secret admirer but who is he (laughs) um so like jenny so okay really quick uh jenny's new at the school um she meets this girl sally who's like hey join me in the entire school of like five people um to go on the scavenger hunt is what we do every year it'll be really fun uh, so she goes and she gets paired up with a really hot, lanky boy uh, named David. And she's like, uh, jackpot. And <laughs> she, oh, a thunderstorm happens. She's afraid of climbing the rocks. He takes her up there. Uh, she's like, oh, no. And he's like, I will go complete the scavenger hunt. I will get a bird's nest. Uh, and then she hears a scream and he's like you didn't hear anything and she's like i heard a scream next day they're at the diner oh no that there's a bitchy girl that was there yesterday forgot to mention her she's in a coma she fell off a cliff oh no um jenny's like oh my god i think i like heard a scream and uh this jock boy brad who like used to be going out with the bitchy girl is like what the fuck did you hear and she's like i don't know and he's like you didn't hear shit and then Dean, who is a computer nerd, who, by the way, is the dirty little bystander, mm-hmm. winks at her slowly. Oh, also, he comes back. Okay, I don't know what was going on with my brain, but like, so he comes back because afterwards she's like, ah, that was so stressful. Everyone is like so mean all of a sudden. I need to eat a hamburger, but I can't eat in front of them because they're so upset. So she waits until everyone leaves. And then she gets a hamburger and she's eating it. And Dean comes back and he's like, "Mm, I left my keys here. And he starts to go under the table. And I don't know if I'm reading too much fanfic, but I was like, is he going to eat her out? Like, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) What's going to (laughs) happen? Oh, no. (laughs) He doesn't. He's like, I left my keys. And she's like, I hear them in your pocket. And he's like, really? And he throws some coins on the table. He's like, seems like you thought you heard the wrong thing. And she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then he leaves. And then David, who she had had some major chemistry with, 
and they had kissed before during the scavenger hunt comes up and he's weird and cold to her and she's like okay and all this weird secret admirer stuff starts mm-hmm. happening to her there's like some phone calls Lindsay, can you read the first secret admirer and here's the other thing they're very bold phone calls they are voicemail messages on her family's machine yeah so- does, i guess dean knows that her parents are out of town maybe but like, so but Dean also is probably does not care. Dean calls and you hear like, hi, you've reached Steve, Janessa, and <laughs> whatever the way, uh, Jenny, <laughs> whatever the fucking last name is. And, Jenny. and we're not here right dad. now. Hi, you've reached, <laughs> you've reached dad, Grace, and Jenny. <laughs> Leave a message. Bye. You know what to do. Beep. And then he's like, Jenny, I, you're, you're in my fucking dreams. I love you. I've never thought of anything else. And she's like, oh, my God, I have an admirer. Um, okay, do you have the, do you have the message? Yeah, she does have a secret mirror. Uh, okay, another pause, another beep, another voice. A voice this time. Ooh, mama. You're going to be okay. crazy, Jenny, it said. And I guess I am crazy about you, that is. Don't laugh. This isn't a joke. You're really incredible. Maybe someday I'll be able to tell you face to face. Until then, I'll just keep my eye on you. And believe me, that's one spectacular view. Bye, Jenny. For now. As Jenny had listened. Oh, another had. Had. She'd slowly straightened up until she was leaning over the telephone, her finger ready to punch the save button so she wouldn't lose the message. Who was it? Did any of the boys she'd met yesterday really have such a soft, silky voice? Or was he just putting it on? Was it a joke in spite of what he'd said? <laughs> okay, I I know that we like made this joke last time, but it does truly sound like she... Like, as she listened, she leaned over and popped a squat right on top of that answering machine and let his words fuck her into oblivion. Like, it does. <laughs> it does sound weird. It was like, okay, you know that scene in The Shining when the elevator doors open. <laughs> and it's blood. blood. are rushing out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners. I need, I am begging. We're begging you. I know that you're probably sexting someone right now. <laughs> Next sex. You're busy. <laughs> Next sex. You need to be like, you know, that scene in The Shining <laughs> where all the blood comes out of the elevators. Replace blood with, and then you can change it to either, uh, you know, like Ladies pussy start. juice or jizz. <laughs> Depending on your equipment, and be like, uh, "That's how I'm feeling right now," and then see what they say. They'll probably be like, "Cool," <laughs> or oh. nightmare. They like mm. your your comment. Okay. <laughs> they just like heart your your text, and then <laughs> silence for days. <laughs> so. She's all turned on by this very unsexy messages. Um, and she's not. They are creepy. They're not. Yeah. Sexy. They're not sexy. They're creepy. They're not. Because also he's like, they're also like very generic and like. 
even if he's getting one were, <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he has like the pickup artist book or whatever. Like the next message is gonna be a neg. Yeah, I just I noticed that yellow shirt you wore. Um, that's an interesting look, dude. <laughs> Have you been negged by a guy recently? <laughs> that sounds what? like that sounds like. I was meaning to ask it to you, but it sounds like the beginning of like a no, like I a thought... lawyer commercial. Have you been negged recently? <laughs> well, I thought you just sounded like a ma magazine cover. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Ladies. <laughs> 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 have you been nagged recently and did you like it get therapy <laughs> <laughs> with you no no in general in general hey ladies have you heard of therapy <laughs> oh my god speaking of hey ladies have you heard of therapy have you been watching tiger king no I don't oh think I can. Does, isn't there like animal cruelty or neglect or? Yeah, there is. Mm, I can't. There's, there is. Yeah, there is. Um, it did make me yeah. sad. And also I like there's know. like stuff that like there are like, there's like one, one mostly innocent bystander who gets, ends up getting like pretty fucked up because of all this. But also like the drama. The drama is intense. Like every second you think it cannot get more crazy, it does. It keeps getting bigger and bigger. I but anyway, it. there I is a it. guy. There's a guy named Doc Antle, Bhagavad Antle. He's like this white man <laughs> with like name. a long white ponytail. Uh -huh. And is he the that's the main guy? That's no, the trash person. No, the that's Joe Exotic. Oh, oh, right. So yes, Doc Antle, Doc Antle is like he's supposed to be like the more Hollywood version, but uh -huh. he like he everyone involved in like the exotic cats industry sucks. There's like okay, <laughs> the exotic cats industry. It it truly 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 like okay, so there's like the Hollywood version, which is Doc Antle who owns like this huge property and he um has really young women come and work there. And um, because, you know, like they want to work with animals and like mm -hmm. it seems like a really cool thing. Like, oh, I get to like work with tigers. That's so cool. Like, where else could mm -hmm. I be able to do that? He yeah. pays a hundred dollars a week <gasps> and they're expected to work over 40 hours a week and they live there and they're not allowed to not work. And he makes them he he like has he you know, he uses his power of influence to like be like, oh, they have to have sex with me. And like <gasps> um, they tiger cult? it's a tiger cult. So he has tiger, tiger sex cult. cult. He has tiger sex cult. Joe Exotic is like now it's confusing because Doc Antle is located in like Florida, and Joe Exotic is located in Oklahoma. But Joe Exotic is the more Florida version of Doc Antle, where he's like it's way more like just like you know shitty. Florida. Yeah, it, I mean not. Sh I, I I don't want to talk ill of Florida. I've been to florida and had fun there but like it's just like more uh it's more i don't know it's more it's like uh sweatier yeah it's like more kmart <laughs> so he's like kmart whereas like doc antle is like mervyn's coles let's say coles 
I was going to say, those are interesting comparisons. Cause, well, because Doc Handel's not fancy. He's just... Right. He's like a like a target. Yeah. Because, like, Joe, like, wants to be like Doc Handel. Like, he wants his place to be like Doc Handel. But Joe also is shitty. Like, he, you know, started out being an animal activist and being like, you know, these animals yeah. don't belong here. They belong in, you know, Asia and Africa and all those places. You belong they belong in a museum. Yeah, that belongs in a museum. <laughs> um, but then, you know, got obsessed with the money and the celebrity. <laughs> and um, he he preys on, like, these meth-addicted 19-year-olds, and he'll, like, supply them meth and then make them be in relationships with him. So, like, he's a whole other, you know, can of worms. And then there's this woman named Carol Baskin who is her own type of villain because, like, she definitely killed her first husband and fed him to her tigers. So she's, like <laughs> – so she's, like – Yeah, I think that's a very specific type of villain. Yeah, like, she's, like, claims to be an animal activist and, like, mm -hmm. has the big cat rescue mm -hmm. that has, like, millions of followers on Facebook and all that. Perhaps her biggest crime – is that she starts every video. She does a, all these videos. She's like this weird woman that like always is wearing a flower crown. And she always starts every video with, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskins from Big Cat Rescue. Every that sounds right. <laughs> fucking time. All you cool cats and kittens. And she. Uh, we have we have a standard opening. Here's the thing. But she's evil. She did kill her husband and feed him to tigers. It's true. Um, she also we have just, a standard like, opening for good. We use our standard opening for for good. We do. Also, she and her husband, her new husband, are very interesting um, people. Like <laughs> I love cats. You know, I'm a crazy mm -hmm. cat lady. You know that. She I do wears she wears all leopard print all the time. Because she thinks sure. that, like, makes her more cat-like. And then her husband is just this weird older guy that likes to, like, sing at her. And she's very passive-aggressive with him. Like, they were walking around <laughs> showing the showing her facilities. And uh -huh. she's like, oh, you're kind of uh, walking real close behind me. What, do you want to lead? In front of the camera. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, everyone's a villain. Everyone's a villain mm -hmm. except for, I think, this one guy who was, like, a zookeeper at Joe Exotic's place who just, like, you could tell truly loved the animals. And spoiler alert, Joe Exotic's zoo gets shut down. And you can yeah. you can tell his life has, like, not – like, you can – he has, like – there's an interview with him and he's very obviously under the influence with, of something – and he's wearing a shirt with a tiger on it. And he has a stuffed animal tiger on his bed. And he's just talking about how he loved the animals and he feels like he failed them and he misses them. And, you know, all this like bullshit happened with the owners of the zoos and stuff. And he was like, it was on me to like try and protect those animals. And like, you can just tell that he just didn't realize like what the zoo was really like, like what, mm -hmm. like what these animals truly needed. And so you can, I mean, I don't think he's doing well today. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's. I'd be surprised if he was doing well. If he was doing well, he's he didn't seem to be. Um, but it's just like, oh my god, this guy has a stuffed animal tiger. Like, that's so sad. Like, 
that he misses them that like it's just it it did bum me out but it also is fucking hilarious and crazy like i just (laughs) those people are all so villainous it's truly something but yes if you are sensitive to like i am very sensitive to animal violence and particularly cats because like you know i own cats um it was a bit much it wasn't as bad as don't fuck with cats have you seen that no Where's that? <gasps> oh my god oh my god <laughs> so it is a documentary about basically um this killer this this guy was like posting these videos of him okay i'm gonna say trigger warning like i'm going to describe animal death of himself killing kittens Ooh. Yeah. And then, Ooh. so then the internet was like so good at tracking this fucking guy down. Like they were like, okay, so there's uh uh there's this vacuum in the background and it's that model, and they only sell that in like this part of the and then they track down like where um where this dude like like where those vacuums were sold and like uh, this is playing in the background, but it's a fake. Like he he was playing Russian music in the background to try and get us to right. think he was in Russia. Like all this stuff. So like they were able to track down where this fucking guy lived, um, and the police were just like not listening to them. And then he killed a person. Like he like upscaled and then killed a person. <laughs> and then moving on, moving So basically, like that. It was hard. I mean, they do blur things out, but like that was really that was probably worse for me to watch than this because like Yeah, I can see that. I can see like, that being the case. Yeah. <laughs> but both are like pretty big bummers on the animal rights front. Um Yeah. But it is a bummer in a different here's the thing. <laughs> it's at mm-hmm. least crazy and a bummer in a way that is not normally affecting you every day like i'm not it's not like a you're gonna go watch a documentary about like fucking corona or like the politics right now it's more just like these fucking crazy ass people so it is i suggest it but with a caveat you know, those caveats yeah yeah everybody i mean twitter was uh lighting up with people watching that talk wait what you you cut out what'd you say Oh, I said Twitter was lighting up with people watching that doc. Documentary. Yeah, <laughs> watching that documentary. It's crazy, dude. Uh it's a it's a it is a really well done documentary. I will say that. So if you like that kind of stuff, check it out. Um okay. Okay. Oh. So oh, let's talk about of, Dean. Didn't we did we get to the fact that she has a dog? And so you know right away something's going to happen to that dog. Not in this iteration of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) Hard to keep it straight. Yeah. She has a dog named Peaches, roly-poly, elderly. uh, And the second you meet him, you're like, fuck. Mm -hmm. Touch that dog. But he does. He touches the dog. He gets hurt. The dog gets hurt. Thankfully, will recover fully. Uh, Just was locked in a car um during a hot day and i liked that everybody was lecturing her on the mm-hmm. weight of her dog yep yep that's that you take care of your dog you gotta you gotta over like, their little hearts and their little legs and their backs yeah you handle that 
I'm already panicking because Smokey's so big. And I mean, I'm not panicking as much as Micah is. He's like, what do we do? And I'm like, I don't know. Not feed him so much. And he's like, ah, no, maybe he's so big. <laughs> Quarantine madness. I know. Um, how about you grow a pair of fucking balls and deal with it yourself? <laughs> uh, how about you stop being such a pussy about the pussy? <laughs> I the word. I can't believe you said it twice. I cannot. I like, quarantine Lindsay is different. I really things are changing. Mm-hmm. My body is changing and growing. My body. Uh, actually, I think I'm losing weight because I don't really want to eat anything in my house because I haven't been able to buy snacks. There you go, girl. <laughs> Quarantine diet is depression. <laughs> I'm going to write a book after. I'm a fucking monster now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Dog. Dean rolls up the windows. Yeah. So she she's like – but her meat and ice cream are ruined. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then, uh, so she takes the dog to the vet. Dog, dog's okay. Um, she then is like, I need to call someone to help me. So she starts driving, and her car runs out of gas. And she's like, oh. And then she sees a, a telephone booth, and she goes in it, and then. She goes towards it, and then there's this motorcycle. Tardis. Yeah. This and like Dean is the doctor. Oh. <laughs> and she's like, it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> and it's a fanfic written by me. Go to archiveofourown.com uh, slash uh, hottie for Tenny. Um, <laughs> Teen creeps. <laughs> 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 archive of our own slash teen creeps that's so funny um uh oh but so she she's like running to the phone booth and then like this like motorcycle comes by and she's like ah! I thought the software did something weird when you made that sound i was like oh no i'm just really good at making that sound um so she's like ah and i guess it was dean who i we didn't realize could ride a motorcycle. Which I don't know why we would realize it, but it does seem like the fact that it never gets mentioned that he is like evil Knievel. Yeah. Doing <laughs> murder tricks on his motorcycle. Because he's very good at riding his motorcycle. He's able to like zoomy zoomy over to her and then last minute mm, spray you with gravel. Yeah. You know what was happening to her a lot in this book? What? Like gravel and dust like sprinkling on her face was it yeah one I remember the when other. he's zippy zipping with the motorcycle right mm-hmm. two when he pushes her off of the of the cliff at the end okay and she like falls down and she's like something's sprinkling on me and it's gravels and then oh right and then when the boulder gets yes. lost at her but it's sally instead yes do we ever find out why Sally is so nope. <laughs> suspicious? He gets like cold and annoyed with 
Jenny when they go on a horseback ride by the cliffs. She needs to stop agreeing to go to those cliffs. First yeah, for sure, for sure. Go to a horseback ride. She's like, it'll be so fun. We'll have like a breakfast cookout, bacon and eggs. It'll be great. Sounded really and then cute. The morning- Sounded great. And then the morning it happened, Sally's like, I didn't bring any eggs. I have to see my aunt later. And, and she's being really, really bitchy about the aunt. I really don't like it when the red herring behavior isn't justified. Because that's the other thing is that, like, <laughs> this book tries to do a really good job of explaining why people act the way they act through a monologue by one of the red herrings at the end who's like mm, you were probably wondering why i was being so cold to you jenny um <laughs> it's because i merely thought that you were the killer and i felt i should distance myself and she's like oh i love you um <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, romantic yeah uh what was i gonna say oh yeah we talked about in our practice run um how there was there were plenty of ways that it could have been like explained why David suspected it might be Jenny. Um, one of the ways I suggested is that she did know Diana from a previous school or something and they were cold to each other, but mm-hmm. she was like hiding the fact that she knew her. Yeah. That would have been a way to do it. Yeah, it would have. Um, what was the other? I don't know. It's just like David had absolutely no reason to suspect Jenny. She couldn't climb. No. She didn't know Diana. So why would she want to push her? Her being like sort of a bitch to her as soon as they met is not justification enough. No, because it wasn't It wasn't so mean that you'd want to kill someone. Yeah. He would have to jump to the very extreme conclusion that jenny is a psychopath like completely unhinged i think it would be funny and we mentioned this in the first episode if like if jenny was like conning him and like was a ringer at climbing and was like oh my god how do i put my hands like what and then the second he's out of sight she like fucking spider-man's up the cliff and just shoves off What's her name? And he has no reason to think that that's the case. No, none. So why would he suspect her? Well, he was very like, I didn't want to. He's like, I didn't want to think my friends could have done something like that. Yes. But also, what are you talking about? We also, okay, we do need to, like, a must discuss is the Dean wink and interaction at the diner absolutely i will read that section again please so that we can get some context looking around looking around looking for that section looking for it it's when she finds out that she's in a coma okay so she says brad's like diana fell off a cliff she's in a coma jenny's like oh i heard someone scream last night but the storm came and i couldn't tell what was what and brad's like bitch what and Jenny's like, why are you being so aggressive? And he's like, because the writer's writing me this way. And then Dean's like, whoa, 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 everybody. Let's calm the freak down. <laughs> Let's get our bearings for a moment. And so she's because like, because hmm. Dean's, Dean's the one that watched Diana fall and did nothing. And they were fighting beforehand. And he doesn't want to get found out. He immediately supplies an excuse, which is that like, Jenny could just as, e- just as easily have been 
thinking she heard something, but it was actually just the wind and the storm. And Jenny, just because she wants Brad off her back, is like, yeah, probably that. So, blah, blah, blah. Jenny knew she would remember what she'd heard. It would come back to her one of these days, but she kept that thought to herself. She didn't want to set Brad off again. She smiled gratefully at Dean. He was the one who'd calmed Brad down and had taken the spotlight off her, and she wanted him to know she appreciated it, even though he was wrong about her imagining things. Dean smiled back, which didn't surprise her. What surprised her mm-hmm. was that he gave her a wink along with that smile, and it wasn't just a friendly one either. She'd never been much of a sucker for winks, but if she had, Dean's slow, seductive one might have done the trick. Sally sure hasn't pegged wrong, she thought. He doesn't need a computer printout or an answering machine to get his message across. Slightly flustered, Jenny glanced away. And then like nobody else noticed it. But as we discussed in our practice app, a slow wing yeah. can't be attractive. No. It's got to be fast. Got to be fast and disarming. Yes, exactly. If it's slow, there's so much time for you to A, wonder what is happening. B, worry for his health. <laughs> C, no, ask, is anyone else seeing this? D, check your email. Like, there's so much time. <laughs> and there's, like, too many face muscles, yeah. facial muscles, have to be involved in the process of winking. So if you do it slowly, you look like an idiot. Yeah, you look like a real You're asshole. Like, Wanch. <laughs> For no good reason. It's got to be a quick, like, dimpling. Mm-hmm. Just a dimple of a wink. It needs like to be. A, the, a it needs to be. Nod. It needs to be this fast. Like, doop. she acknowledges that it's like, oh, so mm-hmm. it, it, it's got to be fast. It can't be slow. There's it no universe in which slow wink seductive. No, as we said before, the only people who slow wink are gross uncles mm-hmm. after a joke. Mm-hmm can be uh, lame or sexual, mm-hmm. or somebody doing it ironically. Like, uh? ironic, like, get it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one. It cannot be a fellow teenager coming on to you. Like, I can't. I, I can't be fellow a part teen- of that. You get it. You get it, fellow teens. You, it. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about, teens. Talking about teens, teens. Um, yeah, no. It the the wink is weird. Also, okay, this was another thing that we suggested was okay, Dean, fine. You watched someone die. Okay, great. <laughs> you uh want to keep tabs on this girl who you think maybe heard more than she's letting on, just start trying to date her. Like, just distract her with in-real-life stuff, not these fucking phone calls and decapitated rattlesnakes. Because if she she was using her full mental faculties, she would put it together that the person leaving flowers and the person leaving decapitated rattlesnakes are the same person. Yeah. There's no reason to think that they are not the same person. Yeah. You should have been suspecting this the whole time. But she's like, one understands me and the other is threatening me. <laughs> she- I have to say, Betty is not 
an idiot. And so that's why it's particularly annoying. Is Jenny's up she's with it. She's pretty cool. She's a little boring, but that's okay. That's I think my most major frustration with her. It's like she seems too smart to be this stupid because she's like she's like, uh, he she's like this this person who's sending me these gifts <laughs> is so scary. And then she's like, I need to go forget about it in the arms of the guy leaving me those anonymous messages. And I'm like, girl. And I need to do it at the cliffs where nothing but bad things have happened to me. It's truly, I'm like, girl, you you don't do well at the cliffs. And also, that's the same person. It's, I don't like it when this sort of <sighs> denial of possibilities happens. Yeah. She doesn't even consider it, does she? No. She's just like, oh, I need to talk to my secret admirer. And I'm like, the guy that sent you a rattlesnake head? (laughs) As you should know, they are one and the same. Yeah. Girl. Anywho. Anyhoodle. It's – she's not doing great with it. Um, She – Ends up going to the cliffs and what do you know, he pushes her off of a cliff and then she accidentally bashes David in the head with a rock. Not accidentally. She intends to, but she well, doesn't yeah. know that it's She's misunderstood. She's still very stupid at this point when she hits him in the head with a rock and she's like, oh, Dean, here you are. I can't believe David was the killer. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, mm, yes, haha. And she's like, why are you not surprised or scared? And he's and like, why did I assume what <laughs> was the bad guy and then you randomly being here and nothing to do with anything? <laughs> ah. yeah. And then she's like, oh, oops. <laughs> uh, I see what I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and then Dean accidentally falls off a cliff as well a lot of accidentally falling off a cliff that's the thing she didn't even really do anything to get him to fall off the cliff and he just does it yeah it just happens i don't i also don't like it in these books when like the author doesn't want anybody to get their hands dirty i hate that have her kill him who cares have have a full-on him trying to kill her have it that he did push diana off a cliff Mm -hmm. for his grades because she stole his copy of Winners. Mm-hmm. So he's like the Winners guy if – because here's the thing. I think Dean fucks. I do think Dean Dean's, fucks. Yeah. Dean is a Winners who can get it. Yeah. Because like – He's got a motorcycle. He has a motorcycle. He's really good at riding it. He is really good at like walking away from a person that has fallen off a cliff. He, <laughs> he's very good at it. He's very – oh my god. And Winners guy fell off a cliff. He did. Okay. Well, who wrote who wrote final exam? Who did write final exam? Oh, A Bates, I think, right? Oh, I think you're right. Or D E A or D E Atkins. I think you're right. I think it was A Bates. Yep, A Bates. I was going to be very disappointed in Carol if she had written both. Well, yeah, because I mean, God, that's recycling, isn't it? Yes, very much. Um, very much recycling. Very, 
but it, yeah, I, I guess I was in invested in this book. Like I was interested to see what would happen. And like, honestly, I felt like at the beginning of the book, David was written like pretty cute. And I understood why she had an attraction to him. Mm-hmm. His turn to like, I don't trust you got very annoying though. Yes. Their coldness to each other was irritating because it didn't make any sense and wasn't justified at any point. Like, well, she tries to justify it at the end, but it didn't feel like a satisfying justification. Yeah. No. It it it, it was just – it just felt like someone explaining – like, it felt like um, answers to notes. Like, if me and you were asking this writer, like, well, why was he like that? And she's like, oh, well, because of this. That's what it felt like. It's like, okay, well, then you need to take another crack at it. And she's like, no, I'm just going to say it here and we'll be done. Yeah, she's she's like, wait, you want me to go through and edit it? No, I'll just – it's fine. I'll just add a sentence at the end where he's like, this is why I did it. Or this is why mm-hmm. I acted that way. Okay, Carol, but only because uh, we have to publish this. <laughs> we are on a sketch. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that on the cover <laughs> – the cover is her in the phone booth with hands that are kind of like, no. And then <laughs> and then uh, the shadow of the killer, no hands on the motorcycle, hands up. So this they're guy's, both like, they're both doing a, he's stay away. Yeah, but he's doing it while riding. So oh. honestly, Dean can for sure get it because he can ride his motorcycle without <laughs> his no hands. hands on the wheel. He is teenage evil Knievel. He is. He's zipping all around. He's like able to to do all kinds of tricks. Leap over buildings in a single motorcycle bound. You know. The usual. <laughs> the usual evil Knievel tricks. When I I've I've seen this cover, this has popped up as a recommendation on thrift books for a very long time for obvious reasons. But I would just like not really look at it very closely. And so the impression I had of this in my mind because I wasn't studying it is I was like, oh, it's like a surreal thing where she's like behind a window, but the there's nothing. She's like floating in space. Yeah, I always thought it was a window too. I thought it was a window. But it's a phone booth. It's a phone booth. <laughs> Can you believe? <laughs> this whole time. I thought it was a window. Uh, you know... Uh. I I was having trouble – while – this is not going to make a lot of sense because I literally just said that I was invested in this book. I was having trouble staying awake reading it. Mm. Kept falling asleep. That happened. But it also might be because of quarantine depression. Where <laughs> I was like, why stay awake? Just sleep through yeah, it all. What's the point? I am sleeping – I think I've said this. I'm sleeping like 10 to 12 hours a night and it's bad. Oh, my I God. I wake up feeling bad. That's a There's lot of no sleep. There's no reason to do this. That's a lot of sleep. Um, Much, one might say. Alrighty. Alrighty, Kins. What book are we reading next time? We are reading... Phantom? Phantom. Let's let's double check that. Yeah. The Phantom by Barbara Steiner. I don't think we've read anything by Barbara yet. We have. Okay. (laughs) I just don't know what it was. Um. Cool. So that's what we're reading well, next it. time. <laughs> that's the book. Um, 
I'm really sorry that I fucked up the recording of the first episode, but it's okay. You know what? what? You're gonna you you were very um uh what's it called? Like you calmed me down a lot when you said it was bound to happen sometime. It's true. It, it was because we're using a new shocking. Yeah, we're that never happened over the life of this podcast. Yeah. And I mean, we've had like recording snafus before, but I mean, this was truly, truly one to behold. We are using a new, <laughs> we're using a new thing that like is a little bit new to us because we're mm-hmm. obviously we're recording uh, remotely. Um, in our separate homes. In our separate homes. Um, so thank you so much for listening. A uh, special thank you to our uh, Patreon producers. Uh, you, uh, you and uh, all of the other Patreon uh, supporters help produce our show. Um, yes. And for being a Patreon producer, you get a special by name shout out. So thank you so much, Adriana Field, Ashley Fritz, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Annie, Emily Pooley, Gabriella, Gabriella Santiago, pardon, <laughs> Grace Armstrong, Jordan Colwick, Karen Lewis, Annie Burns, Chris Darina, Andrew Desmond, Luke Bartek, Angela Walschlager, Mariana Terzakis, 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 Terzakis. Have we gotten confirmation on that? No. Anyway, Mariana, let us know. Yeah. You, you now. Me? I said Mariana Terzakis. You're right. Micah Eunice. <laughs> Miguel Camacho. I think I recovered really well. Molly Mark. <laughs> Nick Ulanowski. Pamela. Andy Clutt. Rogue Kalahua, Sarah, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Michelle, Sasha Gibson, Sydney Bollinger, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Valdez, and Wendy Bartos. Wow. Thank you, Thank you so much, everybody. We really appreciate it. And um, if you can't support financially, that's okay too. Um, tell someone about our show. Tell um, a friend, a lover, an enemy. Call someone, you know, whatever. Have you heard tell this a bitch, show? tell a lover, <laughs> tell a child, tell a mother, tell a sinner, and tell her, tell a saint. I do, do not, not feel ashamed. ashamed. Don't. <laughs> um, you can also rate and review us in iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Yeah. Uh, but the most important thing you guys do is listen. Yeah. It means a lot to us that people are listening. So yeah. thank you so much. Uh, we will catch we you with you next time. That you guys are safe and healthy and able to. Uh, support yourselves through this crisis. Uh, thinking about you all. Much love. And keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.